0: The True Crime Society podcast contains adult themes and violence and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the True Crime Society Podcast with Stephanie and Olivia. It is January 26th right now. Um, I don't think that'll really matter for well, it could, I guess. It could matter, so keep that in mind. <laughs> for yeah, I guess date. it could, yeah. <laughs> for some of the things. Um, so I finally have something to talk about, something different and unique. Um, there's been a local kind of scandal going on that's not in the news yet, and I've been waiting for it to make the news. I don't know what's going to happen if it doesn't make the news. If I'm going to feel the need to like write to the news about her, so. <laughs> but basically, I'm just going to jump right into it. This this girl that I went to high school with, she was like the Regina George of my grade. Like she was the popular girl, and I guess she was working at one of the local schools here around here as a lunch aide, and. There was an article, that there was a vague article that came out that basically said like an employee was being, um, there was like an investigation going on because of explicit videos and that was all it really said. So, some of my friends from high school had heard what was going on and I guess this girl ended up kind of like having an inappropriate relationship with a 14-year-old boy. So, this girl's my age, so she's in her 30s and- She sent the crazy, like the whole thing is crazy, but she sent a video of herself masturbating to the kid on Snapchat with her face in it. In the video, Mm. the kids posted it on TikTok and like blurred blurred out the inappropriate parts, but you could still see her face. So then as the story goes on, I guess that they might have been having like an actual relationship and that the kid was going to her house and... That something happened where he tried to record their interaction, and she found out and freaked out, and he had to like flee to a neighbor's house, and so now the cops are involved. And I've been waiting to hear what's going on, but apparently, I've also heard that she might be like on the run or is missing. But I don't know. It's just like a crazy crazy story that hasn't
1: been picked up by the media. Like those type of stories always seem to be out there. I feel like the
0: school is really trying to keep it under wraps. But apparently her car and stuff was, like, towed away, so I don't know.
1: I wonder what she thought was going to happen. I always wonder, like, did she really think that this 14-year-old kid wasn't going to tell people, to show people? Like, there's no way this would have it's ever crazy. stayed under wraps. Yeah, she She's one of the last people that I would have expected this happen. like,
0: doing something like this. Like, she has – and, you know, I'm sure there's lots of reasons that could – and it's not right to like assume, but she like had seemingly such a perfect life. Like her family is pretty well off. Like apparently her grandparents are pretty rich, uh, married. She has two kids. Her family like built a house for them because her dad works in construction. And just through like what a way to ruin your life. Seem to have it all. I feel bad like talking about it because like her family is super nice. So I feel bad, but I'm like, no, she like she's a pedophile. Like yeah, if you think about it, like it seems. People are always more lenient, it seems, when it's a girl to a boy kid. But it's the same thing. Like, she's a pedophile. That's it.
1: Yeah. Imagine if the tables were turned and it was a male who did this to a female student. Disgusting. Would be everywhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, like she's going to have to register as a sex offender. Like, her kids are probably going to get taken away. It's like, it's crazy. Is it all worth
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. You just wonder what goes through people's minds and makes them think that this is going to work out and going to be a good idea. Or if they're just yeah. so maybe, – maybe so arrogant that they don't care then maybe they don't think they're going to get caught. I don't know. There's a similar case here with a lady who was very, very wealthy. She, um, like, ran some detox supplement company and she did the exact same thing. She had sex with a 14-year-old boy multiple times in one day. She, and I, she was in jail but she's out of jail now while, they, while the trial happens. They let her out. Um, but, yeah, it's just crazy that people throw all their lives away for such a heinous, you know, reason.
0: Yeah, and she was also, like, a, an MLM hun, so
1: <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. They might come for you now. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen,
0: MLM huns can be nice, but not all of them. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's like my crazy local story. Um I'll try to keep anyone posted. I, I'm not going to like throw her name out there
1: because I want to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm sure we've had like a insane. ton of messages on the Instagram about it too. Like a lot of people are. Oh, wow, you know, I, I knew her. I'm from the area. That type of thing. So
0: yeah, yeah. Because I posted the the vague article because I just was being kind of like petty and being like, ooh, local. <laughs> but yeah, it's fu- it's like insane,
1: crazy. Yeah, what's what's going on with you? Not too much, really. Um did I talk about my weekend away? Like oh, no, you reason? have to oh. No, you have to update on your trip. <laughs> <laughs> so we had our big trip last weekend with the 39 people in the one area. <laughs> it was really good. The weather was average. We had one nice sunny day. The other two days were rainy. And even though the house, like it was kind of like a property. So there was three kind of houses on the property and the main house was enormous. But the outside area was only covered by a shade sale. So when it was raining, you couldn't really be outside. It would have been nicer if they had kind of a proper undercover deck area. So Mm. we could have at least all been outside. But anyway, it was really good. The kids all had fun. They went to the zoo one day there. Um, We did a ladies' lunch one day. The men went out one day for a few drinks. So, no, it was really good. It was nice. Three days was enough with that many people. (laughs) But it was good. Everyone had a good time. Everyone got along well, which, you know, when there's so many different demographics. Like I think the youngest kid is in, you know, first grade or second grade. And then the oldest is about 15 plus, you know, Mm. lots of different people. But everyone, yeah, everyone got along well. It was nice. Were the beds comfortable? They were actually very comfortable. Oh, good. Like, yeah, I always were, worry
0: about that when I go somewhere.
1: They were quite hard, which I don't usually like, but for some reason they were like hard but comfortable. So, no, it was good. Yes, yeah, cool. very, very impressed. Five stars. <laughs> nice. I'm always yeah, like, the- is
0: the bed going to be uncomfortable? Like, is it going to be hot? <laughs>
1: I know, and like, because I have, I always have a dodgy back anyway. So, like, anytime I go somewhere and the bed doesn't suit me, it makes my back <laughs> worse. Yeah. I sound very difficult, but yeah, I, it was no, good here. It's true though, oh, mm. well, that's good. <sighs> yeah, and then other than that, not much else. The kids go back to school on Tuesday after their summer break, so we're nearly at the end. It's Friday here, so only a few more days of school of um holidays i mean before school goes back so we're going shopping after this to get school shoes and all that because i know i've said in the past that our school year is different to yours ours runs on the calendar year so basically they start at the end of january or early february because that's towards the end of summer here and
2: -hmm. then they
1: finish up in december so they start new grades and everything in the next few days are they excited they are excited, actually. Yeah, they're very excited. My little one, I don't know if I, I feel like I always repeat myself, but my little one, she has these two really close friends. They're a little group of three, and they were all together in the same class last year. And this year, they've all been split up, which I'm not surprised uh-huh. about, to be honest. So she's like, Oh, I'm, I'm nervous, but she'll be fine. Yeah, no, that fine. was always
0: the worst. My When I was in school, well, this is more like middle school, but they did like teams. So, like, It'd be like three teams for the whole grade, but like those would be kind of like the teachers you had and who you had classes with. So I was like never on the same team as my friends, and they would all be on like the same team and would have classes together. And I was like, I'm always separated. <laughs> but it was good. I made new friends that way in the end.
1: Yeah, I think, and I absolutely, I said to them, I want their focus this year to be on making different new friends because yeah. I, I feel it's hard when they rely on, you know, one or two kids because, you know, sometimes there's people who are left out I feel like it's good to have a wider group of friends
0: yeah definitely especially if there's any drama you have got like backup (laughs) people to hang out
1: with yeah exactly and with girls no doubt that's gonna happen as they get older so I do not miss (sighs) being in school as a girl it's funny um there was an article I posted on the Instagram today and it was about this 29 year old woman who pretended you see it who pretended to be a yeah. high school student and she went to school for a few days before she got caught out and someone sent a message and they're like you could not pay me to go back to high school literally <laughs> never. there was actually <laughs> another story around here I've
0: just got so many local stories today <laughs> where a woman Went, like I guess her daughter was being bullied or something. I think it was in the high school, maybe the middle school. I don't know. They were like teens. Her daughter was being bullied, so she and the school is like a really big school. But the mom wore a backpack and like snuck into the school with the kid. And like I don't think she got in a fight with the girl that was bullying her daughter, but she like backed up her daughter and like supported her daughter getting in a fight with this girl and beating up the girl who was bullying her. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> But then I think – I don't know. She got caught. I don't know. I think she got arrested or something or got ticket. I don't know. (laughs) Inciting violence of children. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm like – she really, like, went and, like, got a backpack and was like, I'm sneaking in.
1: (laughs) I'm going to get it back.
0: (sighs) I know. I I feel like if someone was bullying my kid, though, I'd, like, also want to do that, but, like, I wouldn't
1: be crazy enough to actually do it. (laughs) No. And it's so hard when you see your kid upset. Like, I I do – Get it, but yeah, you can't just go around doing things like that. Unfortunately, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight a child. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so anything else going on? Anything with me? I'm just thinking.
1: I I was, I had a, I saw on Facebook it's Mike's birthday today. Here, I guess tomorrow, there for you. Oh, so you've yeah, so you got his tomorrow. party this weekend.
0: Yeah, so I, it's not a surprise anymore because I'm weak and <laughs> it was just like told him oh I think I said that already on here that I told him basically already what was going on (laughs) but yeah so I went out today got some snacks because it's also like a big wrestling pay-per-view that day so we'll probably go out for a little then go back here watch the wrestling pay-per-view and just have a nice time have some drinks be crazy nice live it up (laughs) (laughs) sounds good yeah and usually I was like what kind of cake do you want because I told you like I love like getting cakes and stuff and like last year we got like a cool cannoli cake and we've gotten like ice cream cakes and stuff so I was excited because I always look forward to a dessert and I was like so what cake do you want and he was like honestly I just want like a yellow cake with chocolate frosting and I was like
1: (laughs) maybe you need to buy a separate one for yourself you can have the boring one (laughs) I know I was like
0: I was like okay well can I at least buy it and he was like no you have to make it and I was like "Mm." (laughs) oh which is easy enough but I was like don't we want to buy like a, I a nice, I feel like extravagant sto- cake.
1: Store bought cakes, or well like bakery cakes, always taste way better. Yeah, like the because there, there's no like better. Yeah. And no effort as well. Like when you have to take you know an hour to make a cake, I just feel like it never tastes as good.
0: <laughs> and also, like <sighs> I had to buy eggs. Like eggs are super expensive here right now. Yeah, it's like a big thing where I I was I kept seeing memes about how expensive eggs are, and I was like, wait, how expensive are they? And they're like
1: six or seven dollars like for a, a carton wow that's crazy that's like they've always been about that price here but that's for free range yeah. but um like six or seven dollars here is probably three dollars fifty there so yeah yeah if if it used to be like three dollars yeah I, feel, I don't know the price of eggs hasn't risen that much here i know people are probably gonna be like what are they talking about the price of eggs <laughs> but like <laughs> they did go up a little bit and i feel like there was an egg shortage in one state but it's all right now so I don't know what's apparently going on there. Why, why like, are there no eggs? Apparently
0: there's like an avian flu or something. Oh,
1: maybe it hasn't reached here yet because I
0: haven't seen much about it. Yeah, I don't know. I have mm. only even knew it was a thing because I don't normally buy eggs that often um, because I started seeing memes online all over about like chickens like wearing luxurious clothes because it was like chickens when the price of eggs go up and they like have a crown on.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> so fun <stupid>. times. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, anyways, I guess we'll get into the true crime. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about a few different things. We're going to the bulk of the episode's going to be about some mysterious missing men because I know people are well, we know people are interested in that kind of like phenomena, I guess it is. Anytime like, we post- do two episodes
1: Yeah. Anytime we post about it on Instagram, like a case like the ones that we're going to talk about today, people are like, again, what is going on when someone's going to look into this? I don't know. We've spoken kind of in the past about our theories about why these things happen, but it does keep happening all the time.
0: Yeah. So kind of, we did two episodes on this before where men kind of walk off a lot and end up in water. So some of these end up in water. Well, some are still missing, some end up in water, whatever. But it's kind of all similar circumstances it seems to an extent yeah um i know some people like to say the smiley face killer which we've said in the past like i don't we don't really believe in that but i mean you never know Mm. um but yeah it's just like a weird Mm phenomenon that happens a lot so we'll get into some more recent ones to go over we're also going to get into the update about the opalaika Jane Doe. Hopefully, I'm saying that right now. I've Ugh. said it wrong the past two times. We looked it up. People have messaged me. It's not the easiest. It's like you don't. It's not the easiest word to say. So I hope that's okay. Opalika.
1: We've just watched. We've literally just spent a few more minutes watching videos, even though we've done it, just to make sure we're trying to say it right. Opalika, I think, is how you say it. Um, anyway, we've we've tried our best. <laughs> Third time's the charm, hopefully.
0: (laughs) And then we'll also talk about um, the update with the arrest in the Jared Bridegan case, which we also did an episode on. He was um, the Microsoft executive who was driving with his daughter. There was a tire in the road. He got out to move the tire and was murdered. If you guys remember that story, there was an arrest. So we'll talk about that as well. All right. So we're going to start with Bryce Borka as our first missing man. He went missing out of Egan, Minnesota. He's 23 years old. He went missing on October 30th, 2022.
1: A young man has
2: now been missing for more than 40 hours, and the Egan community is desperate to bring Bryce Borka home. Hundreds of people combing through brush along the Minnesota River earlier today in hopes of finding anything that would lead them to Bryce. His family asked for help looking for him, AND COMMUNITY MEMBERS SHOWED UP IN DROVES. FOX SIGNS' ROSE SCHMIDT HAS THE LATEST ON THE SEARCH FOR BRYCE. SO YOU'RE GOING TO PULL IN BEHIND THAT SQUAD OVER THERE.
0: WITH EGAN POLICE TAKING THE LEAD, VOLUNTEERS GATHERED MONDAY TO SEARCH FOR 23-YEAR-OLD BRYCE BORCA. WE LOVE BRYCE. THEY'RE JUST GREAT PEOPLE, AND THIS IS WHAT YOU DO FOR YOUR PEOPLE. HE WAS LAST SEEN AT 2
2: A.M. SUNDAY NEAR HIGHWAY 13 AND Yankee DOODLE ROAD. POLICE WERE ABLE TO PING BRYCE'S PHONE NEARBY BEFORE IT DIED, SO THEY TARGETED THEIR SEARCH EFFORTS, Along the Minnesota River.
1: We've had uh, the Minnesota State Patrol and their helicopter up. Multiple drones have uh, been utilized to search the area. We've done a really, really extensive search of the area uh, with the hopes of bringing Bryce home.
0: Um, so, what we know is that Bryce had been out with his friends on a party bus. He was reportedly heavily intoxicated. He and some friends got a lift ride at one point, and the driver said that Bryce was so drunk that he like, attempted to get out of the car while it was still moving. So at 2:08 a.m., Bryce and his friends got out of the lift at the address 3256 Hill Ridge Drive in Egan. Bryce's friends assumed he would walk home to his apartment, which was about 45, which was about a 45-minute walk away, and they all went their separate ways. Which I would never let my like not to be like victim-blamey, but yeah. I would
1: never let my drunk, wasted friend walk 45 minutes home. I've seen a lot of comments like that, which I do agree, but then you also have to wonder how wasted were they? Like if he was that wasted, maybe they were all that wasted. And he's like, no, like, you know – I, I I get it like if, if they were sober they shouldn't have but maybe they'd done this before like and he could I know. have kind of just like left without anyone really noticing like Irish yeah. goodbye. yeah and maybe he had a history of doing that like we don't know there's I agree that friends should look af- out for each other and in most circumstances they probably shouldn't have let him but then we, we don't really know what was his usual behavior what was their behavior on the night it's you know there are a few reasons I guess why he could have walked off and gone
0: Forty five minutes is a lot. walk.
1: I don't know why. I don't know why wouldn't they have got the lift? Like I don't know, lift. I'm sure you can get separate drop offs. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah, or
0: like get another one.
1: Or unless he's like, I'll just walk. Like I guess there's reasons why they could have. You know, that's why it happened. How it did.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering. If I, you bet, just I bet. I bet they wandered outside.
1: I feel absolutely horrible about it now.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. That's why I was like, I'm not trying to be like victim blaming. That's like crazy. Yeah. um so 26 minutes later at 2:34 a.m bryce called his friends and said he didn't know where he was his phone was on two percent battery at the time so seems just like it reminds me of um what's his name the guy who went missing from the hotel oh yeah uh tyler davis yeah <laughs> you yeah. always remember everyone <laughs> he was another one that called it was
1: like my battery's dying i
0: don't know where i am yeah and they still never found him either
1: and, he, and that was his, I don't want to backtrack, but his is weird because he went missing kind of in a city. Like there were a few yeah. kind of wooded areas and waterways and things, but he was missing in a city, whereas this is, seems more of a kind of suburban residential area, not so much of a city.
0: Yeah. Another weird one. Another one that we have an episode on, if you guys want to go back and listen to it. <laughs> um, okay. So. During that call, Bryce shared his location, which put him in the wooded a wooded area off of Highway 13, which is the opposite direction of his apartment. Um, the 12-minute call abruptly ended and subsequent calls went to voicemail, leading his friends to believe that Bryce's phone had died. And that information comes
1: from the affidavit for this case.
0: So we did a little map of the route.
1: Yeah. So you can kind of see where he got dropped off is at the top of the map. I'll put the map on the blog, but basically he got dropped off at the top of the map. He should have been heading to the right to go to his house, but he kind Mm -hmm. of headed south. Like he headed in basically the absolute opposite direction to his apartment, or that's where the phone pinged anyway.
0: Yeah. It seems even further than his apartment would be. Yeah. I mean, he got pretty far in 26 minutes though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess.
1: And I, like when I, in saying that, when I put the map, I just put the general area because I don't know exactly where the wooded area was. I just kind of had to look and picked a spot that looked like it would be it. So, but yeah, yeah. It, it is quite a distance. Like it says it's an 11 minute drive, I think.
0: Um. So we looked up the weather and according to weather underground, it seemed like the low for that night was around 37 degrees Fahrenheit, which is super cold, just above freezing, but definitely not the temperature you want to be outside and for a long period. Brace's friends started searching the area around Highway 13 on October 30th. The next day, 100 search and rescue professionals and 250 volunteers took part in an organized grid search. Uh, a searcher found a tie, which, which Bryce was believed to be wearing, and another searcher found a pair of shoes, but investigators ruled that the shoes didn't belong to him. Egan police obtained cell phone records that showed Bryce traveled through a small industrial area near Highway 13 before heading into a heavily wooded area, which had several marshes and ponds. Um, Surveillance video from a nearby business showed that Bryce was alone. So we looked up the industrial area on the map. It just kind of looks like there's a lot of like big business type buildings.
1: Yeah, Stericycle. it looks like there's kind of a road that divides it, and on the right is all the industrial stuff, and there are there are some wooded areas kind of within that industrial area. But then on the left, it's basically all water and all wood and rural. So if he did cross the road, there could be a lot of places he could be, and even like I'm assuming they've pro- like it sounds like they've had a really thorough search for him. So I'm assuming they've searched the kind of wooded areas around the industrial park. But yeah, if he went to the left, I don't he could be really anywhere.
0: Yeah, it looks very, like, swampy. Yeah. Police released the following info about Bryce. Bryce is wearing a patterned cardigan sweater, black pants, and black tie and white sneakers. Several other agencies are assisting in the search, which is concentrated near Highway 13 slash Yankee Doodle. If you live in the area, please check your properties and businesses. Um, but police suspended the ground search for Bryce on November 1st.
1: It seems quite quick. Like if he only went missing on November, um, October 30, that's only really essentially like a two-day search, I guess. Maybe it was so cold that if he was still out there, there's no chance he could have survived. I don't know. but um, Yeah, that's weird. It seems like a quick wrap up of the search.
0: Maybe they're waiting for like something to point them in the right direction mm-hmm. now, I guess. Brace's family then released a statement in early November and they said, this is an incredibly difficult time for us and our main focus is finding our son. Our family would like to thank everyone in the search for Brace, including the Egan Police Department, County Special Operations, our friends, family, and countless volunteers. We're so very grateful for the outpouring of love and support from the community and we pray for Brace's safe return. Um, According to the Pioneer Press, the police obtained a search warrant for Bryce's apartment to collect his electronic devices, including his computer and any and an older phone. It isn't known publicly if anything came from that search. I don't really know what they'd be looking for. Unless like possible foul play maybe, I don't know. Maybe
1: they were trying to see if he'd say, for instance, planned to meet up with someone or had been, you know, had a connection in that area. I don't know. That's all I can really think as well. Like maybe they were looking for maybe, for instance, just speculating some type of drug connection or something like that if they thought.
0: Or maybe that. I'm assuming since they don't have his phone, seeing if it was like connected to the cloud yeah, or true. anything, if maybe that
1: would Like I know with, um, was it Tyler Davis and they did the Google – and it showed that yeah, he was running so. and walking and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, That came
0: out like a year later or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they, that was crazy because Google can like tell if you're running or walking or driving.
1: And I think the same they did with Theo Hayes here, who's another missing person. They did the same. They're like, we know that he wasn't in a car, but he was running, like essentially not as fast as a car, but faster than walking. Like they yeah. can tell things like that from Google data.
0: Yeah, so that's what they were looking for. So on December 22nd, 2022, police gave the following update over the past seven weeks. The Egan police department has continued an active investigation into the disappearance of Bryce Borka. The investigation has included an extensive search of over a thousand acres in coordination with state and federal officials. Additional specialized support has been added through private entities to assist in locating Bryce. The investigation remains open and active as Bryce has still not been located. And we actually held off on recording this episode for a little bit just because um, just in case there was like an update on Bryce. But as of right now, the end of January 2023, he is still missing. But on Friday, January 20th, Brace's family announced a $30,000 reward for information leading to his whereabouts. Um, they say in more than two months since the day he disappeared, Egan police, along with friends, family, and community volunteers have searched over, over 1,000 acres of land and water in Fort Snelling Park and surrounding areas. Scores of tips and leads, including surveillance footage from businesses and homes in the area, in the area his phone last pinged, have been followed up on. They said, we are devastated by Bryce's disappearance and miss him every minute of every day. We hope this reward will encourage anyone with information leading directly to Bryce's whereabouts to come forward and contact the Egan Police Department.
1: I feel like Bryce's case is a little bit unusual because in these types of missing men cases, they seem to generally be found pretty quickly. Um, I think it's quite rare that someone is still missing three months later. Like obviously Tyler Davis is still missing years later. But as a general rule, these men seem to be found pretty quickly, usually. Yeah. Um, So it's interesting that he hasn't been found still three months later.
0: Yeah. It's it's so weird. I hate – I like hate stories like this because I'm just like, what happened?
1: Yeah. I have read some theories online that, you know, either he passed away, you know, from – in the elements because of the cold and he was lost or whatever, but – and that animals may have scavenged and that's why he has – his remains haven't been found – Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm assuming it's probably quite snowy there at the moment. So maybe once the snow melts, they may find more evidence of of what happened to Bryce. Yeah. Sad story. Very sad. And I just feel for his friends too. They must just be, yeah, so devastated about what happened.
0: Hearing stories like this, not that I have many friends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hearing stories like this, like just whenever we go out, even if it's just like Mike and I, I'm just so cautious of things like this and making sure everyone's like okay and no one wanders off and mm. that everyone like knows how to get home or like what's going on because it just, you never know what could happen.
1: Just takes one split, you know, one second decision, like his decision to be like, no, I'll just walk home. Then he got lost and... Yeah, I feel like in his case, it's probably not foul play. I feel like it's misadventure and he somehow got lost and passed away in the elements. Yeah, probably it was very cold. So the next one is um, about a man called, he was a doctor, Dr. Bolek Payan. He was reported missing on December twenty second, two 2022 from Leone Township in Michigan. He was last seen leaving his workplace, which was the Henry Ford Jackson Hospital. So Bollock graduated in 2017 from the Midwestern University Chicago College of Osteopathic Medicine. He served his residency and internship with the Henry Ford Allegiance Health, where he went on to become a board-certified psychiatrist. At the time, his car was still at his house, but there was no sign of him there. So there was a bit of a timeline put together by people who had interacted with him on Thursday, December 22nd. We know that he dropped his dogs off, the dogs, dogs are called Mishka and Dottie, off to their dog sitter as per their regular arrangement and he was due to head to work after that. So the dog sitter was actually quite um, vocal online and made a lot of posts about this case and she made a Facebook post and it says, I need my prayer warriors to come together with me. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. And as many people know, my family and I babysit dogs and last night Bolek never came to get his dogs or he didn't call or text and that isn't like him. It's out of his character. I have the dogs. They are perfectly fine. My kids adore them, but his family has now filed a missing person report. So things seemed to happen pretty quickly once he didn't come to pick up the dogs and I guess they realised that that wasn't normal behaviour for him. The poor dogs. I know. I always feel so sad when they're like, where's my owner? (laughs) So he was meant, Bollock was meant to have an appointment on the day he disappeared to have an invisible fence installed and he called and cancelled that appointment at 1.33pm on December 22nd. He told the guy or the installer that the dogs had been contained and that there was no need for the appointment anymore. So as we mentioned, the dog sitter became worried when he didn't show up, so she called Bollock's ex. Um, it seems like the two were amicable as the ex went to the house to check on him. I believe the dogs possibly were kind of his and the ex's dogs, which is why the dog sitter knew to call the lady. Yeah, And that is when the ex discovered that Bollock's car was still there but there was no sign of him. So, Nicole Kayser, who is the dog sitter, gave some exact timings to the media. She said, Bollock dropped his dogs at 8 a.m. He told us he was going to pick them up at 6.30. He already fed them and that he would feed them again when he picks them up. So, for his truck to be here without coming to the house to pick up the dogs would be out of character. Something happened and I don't know what. So, the search for Bolek went on for about five days. They searched the inside of his house. They used drones and canines. They didn't really find anything. I believe the property where he lived was a little bit rural. He did have a pond on the property. At 12.30 p.m. on December 27, investigators did search that pond and they made a press release pretty quickly. It says at approximately 12:30 p.m., divers recovered the body of Dr. Payan from the pond on the property near his residence. Yesterday, detectives gained access into the home video camera system, which was password protected, and they observed Dr. Payan leave the residence on foot on December 22nd in the mid-afternoon. The property had been checked with canine dogs, drones, and on foot. After not locating anything on land, holes were cut in the ice of a pond on the property, and they located his body under the ice. Detectives believe Dr. Payan would have been deceased prior to when he was reported missing due to the weather conditions on the day that he left his residence and the fact that he was in the water. The Jackson County Medical Examiner's Office will conduct an autopsy and toxicology, which will aid in further investigating this incident.
2: A Michigan doctor has been found dead under a frozen pond five days after he had gone missing. Blackman-Leone Public Safety have confirmed that divers recovered the body of Dr. Bollock Payen from a pond on the property near his residence on Tuesday at around 12.30 p.m. Authorities say that detectives were able to access password-enabled security cameras on Monday that showed Dr. Payen last seen exiting his home Thursday afternoon. The BLDPS notes that prior to Dr. Payne's body being found, his property had been searched with canine dogs, drones, and on foot. They also revealed on Sunday that his vehicle was found at his residence but he had had no contact with his employer, family or friends. Police believe Dr. Payne would have died before his family reported him missing because of weather conditions and the fact that he was found in water. Officials say the Jackson County Medical Examiner's Office will be conducting an autopsy and toxicology testing. Dr. Payne's death comes amid severe weather conditions that have swept the Midwest and East Coast of the United States, including a historic winter storm that dumped up to 50 inches of snow. The storm has killed at least 50 people.
1: So, police in that said that they believe he was dead before he was even reported missing. So, what really happened to him? The two main theories that I've read about online are suicide and misadventure. Um, he seemed to make sure that his dogs were taken care of, like he didn't leave them at home by themselves. He tied up all these loose ends. He cancelled the appointment. There are some media reports that also say he had been very stressed at work before his death. So maybe with the breakup, that seemed fairly recent. Maybe it was all just too much. Um there is in terms of misadventure there are some online comments that say that Bolek may have suffered a head injury prior to his death one comment online said dr bolek's F- ex-wife just spoke out on a podcast she said that she speaks to him all the time and that he collapsed at work a week ago and had a concussion she said he hasn't really been the same since He sent her a message that was really out of character on Thursday. She said the camera on his garage shows him walking to the pole barn the night he went missing and that's the last they saw of him. She said he was highly stressed from work leading up to his disappearance. Um, And there's another comment online. It says, I work at the hospital, I'm assuming the hospital where he worked at, and got told he was found on the stairwell, disoriented and had a bloody eye. They kept him to be observed and everything checked and he didn't want to stay. So it seems like maybe there was something going on, maybe some type of concussion or brain injury, possibly. Um, At the time that we are recording, his autopsy and toxicology haven't been made public. I would assume his toxicology probably isn't quite back yet anyway. Um, but I, it's a, it's an interesting case. And I wonder like even things like for him to be under the ice, there was the pond, not That's what iced. I was wondering, like, it's just, maybe it wasn't like, fully iced and it just got really cold. I don't know. The, it's, was he it, just walking on it and it
0: broke maybe? Cause like, it's really dangerous to walk on ice. Cause if it breaks and you fall through the ice goes back into place and then you can't get, get back up. up. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'll be interested. I feel like sometimes in cases like this, they don't ever give us an update you know, essentially if it was suicide especially. um, But I don't know. I I feel like either of those two scenarios are plausible. I feel like especially because he cancelled the appointment and he left his dogs where he knew they would be cared for. Yeah. What was he doing on the ice? Why didn't he go and get the dogs if he was – do you know what I mean? Like it's just – there's a lot of questions. Yeah,
0: I mean maybe just – even the head injury, maybe he was just acting like weird in general and for some reason he was like, I'm going to go out on ice. Yeah, I'm
1: going to go and check it out. Broke. broke. Um, so we will update you if we ever do hear any more about his death. I've got his obituary, so I'll just read a little bit of it because he seems like he was a great guy. It says, Dr. Bolek Payan, age 32, of Jackson, Michigan, passed away on Tuesday, December 27." So they used the day that he was found as his death date. Um, Bolek was born October 22nd, 1990 in Baltimore to his parents. He had many accomplishments in life, but his biggest one was being called Dr. Bolek J. Payan D.O. Um, in addition to being a remarkable psychiatrist that was appreciated and respected by his patients, residents, and peers, he was also an avid family man who loved to spend time with his family and friends. He was wise, confident, intelligent, and a most generous human being. He enjoyed playing with his dogs, Mishka and Dotty, and going to concerts, he was devoted to his duties as a son, grandson, and friend. He lo- his love for spending time with his family and friends proved en- provided endless memories. He'll be deeply missed by all who knew him. So a very sad outcome. I guess the one plus in that case is that it didn't drag on for too long, not like Bryce's family. At least they had an answer fairly quickly. I'm sure it wasn't the answer that they wanted, but they knew what happened to Bollock pretty quickly.
0: I love the name Mishka for a dog. Yeah, it's cute. It's a cute name. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird one for sure, and we will probably
1: never get an answer, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, And I have actually been Googling because I was kind of into his case at the time. Um, I remember a lot of people were because I remember, I remember
0: specifically because he was like a doctor. I remember his picture being up a lot, people messaging about it. It
1: was weird. The last articles are one month ago with titles like, Michigan doctor found dead in frozen pond was all around great guy. Um So I'll put some photos of the pond so you can kind of see the area on the thing. But, yeah, very unusual case. So the next missing man we're going to talk about is George Musser. He
0: was 20 years old and he vanished in Stillwater, Minnesota. I feel like these are all, like, in that area.
1: Yeah, it's always, like, Minnesota, Michigan. Like the north the north middle of the country. I guess where it's so, so cold, maybe it's, yeah. We've, we've done two Minnesotas and a Michigan so far. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I do feel like, and a lot of them, the cold is kind of like a factor too, so.
0: Definitely. Um. So he went missing from Stillwater, Minnesota on Christmas Eve 2022. He'd been out at Brian's Bar in Stillwater. His friend, Allie McKay, told CBS, At approximately 1.30 a.m., he came up to the booth I was sitting in with my friends, and he was talking to us, and he told us he had to go to the bathroom, and then he never returned. George was apparently last seen at the bar at 2.10 a.m. His keys and wallet were found close to the bar, and his car remained parked outside. He was wearing a black hat, a gray flannel shirt, and jeans, and the weather that night reached about negative four degrees Fahrenheit, but George didn't have a jacket with him, so that's very, very cold. Yeah, freezing. Like, we need to have jackets in that weather. (laughs) Um, Allie has spoken about how they tried to find him, but the bar staff insisted that they leave. Um, She said, we looked for him at the bar's closing, but Brian was persistent that everyone get out, but Brian's, like the bar, was persistent that everyone get out, so we left and we had to assume that he had found a way home. Um, The search for George started on Christmas Eve and continued Christmas Day. Stillwater Chief of Police Brian Mueller told the media that efforts to find George via surveillance footage and cell phone data were unsuccessful, saying that it was a very difficult situation. Police made a press release on Sunday, December 25th, and said, there's no other information at this time as this case is still under investigation. We appreciate all the wonderful volunteers that came out on Christmas to help search for George. Um, They said, "Our our prayers are with all those family and friends that knew and loved George. We ask that you respect the family's privacy during this time. So later that night, George's body was found in Baytown Township. George's cousin, Emily, made a facebook post that said i'm heartbroken to share that the police have found his body we are trusting the lord during this horrific time that he has guided george into heaven please pray for our family george's father said george we love you we all love you and we miss you so much um, so george's case is a little different as he wasn't found in water um, but in police ruled that he probably died from cold weather exposure The sheriff's office said a progression of video footage from traffic and surveillance cameras tracked an individual matching his description as he traveled alone and on foot leading from downtown Stillwater towards the area where his body was ultimately located. His body was found about 1.5 miles away from the bar. And we have his obituary here, and it says, To know George Musser was to love him. He had the most wonderful quality of being able to immediately put you at ease with a kind, welcoming word and a sincere, strong, all-encompassing hug. To say he will be missed doesn't even begin to express the depth to which he touched the lives of the people he met and knew, and the everlasting impression he made upon them.
1: I'm just trying to f- remember. We in one episode we did the Boston guy from the bar, and he died. Was it? I'm just trying to remember his name because that the bar kicked him well, out. Look too. up, look up, Bell in hand, because he was there. In, was it Zachary Ma?
0: Bell in hand, missing guy. Yeah, it was
1: Zachary Ma. So that was a case that we spoke about in one of our other episodes too, where the bar did the same thing. I think the bar wouldn't let him back in. Um,
0: yeah, that one, they, they kicked him out, I think. Ste-
1: it says he stepped outside the bar for a smoke and then texted him, texted his cousin that she, he couldn't get back in, and then he was gone when she went out there, and he was found deceased as well, so.
0: Yeah. Kind of like rude of the bar, but I'm sure they deal with so many drunk assholes that you'd never really know when someone's just being like a drunk asshole. Yeah, or and I guess you'd
1: never think this annoying. would be the outcome. I'm sure now their protocols will be different, so. Peep
0: be quiet she literally just meows quietly nonstop this whole time <laughs> just please <sighs> please <laughs> be quiet <laughs> um yeah i feel like he probably couldn't have lasted outside very long without a jacket in negative four degree weather that's so cold yeah uh, it's crazy and i guess that's why like we were just saying that it's more likely to happen in states like Minnesota because it gets so cold there.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right. So the last missing man that we're going to discuss today is a very recent one. It's the case of Theodore. They call him Teddy Eggy. He is 35. He went missing in Marinette County in Wisconsin, which is another state, I think, where this happens a mm-hmm. lot, on Friday, January 13, 2023. Police issued this press release on January 16, so a few days after he vanished, it so said, the Marinette County Sheriff's Office is looking for the public's assistance in locating Theodore William Eggie, a 35-year-old male, five foot eleven, 190 pounds, with blue eyes. He's not in any trouble. We are looking to check the welfare of Theodore. The Sheriff's Office is asking anyone with property in the area to check their surveillance and trail cameras for any signs of Theodore. So we know that he was driving a 2007 Blue Jeep Liberty with a Wisconsin license plate on Benson Lake Road near Northway Drive on that day at around 2 p.m. His car apparently ran out of gas and it was found on the side of the road. A local resident said that Teddy asked for directions to Athelstane, which is a small town that's around a nine miles or a 10-minute drive or a two-hour walk away, and he left the area on foot. A member of the search party for Teddy said that they had driven down that same road about 30 minutes after he ran out of gas, but there was no sign of him. So he wasn't walking along the road at, you know, 30 minutes later, he'd already vanished. Mm. Um Teddy was reported missing after his flatmate became concerned. His father is named Ted and Ted said he was living with a guy up in the air, in the area and the guy contacted Roxanne, who's Teddy's mother, on Saturday afternoon and said that he was concerned and that he hadn't seen him. That's when Roxanne and I started to be concerned about it as well. He said, we've been up here pretty much since the search party and we've been dropping flyers, we've been knocking on doors, we've been getting bits of information and somebody knows something. Ted spoke to the media and said that he and Roxanne are really, really grateful for everyone that's gotten involved in this. Friends, family, strangers, everyone has been really involved, and there's a lot of great people up here. The Marinette County Sheriff's Office has been working to locate Teddy, but deputies have said that recent snowfall has made it more complicated. So we're now at January 26th. Teddy is still missing. Police have said now that he isn't familiar with the area where he was last seen and that he doesn't have a working cell phone. So I'm, I'm taking that to mean he didn't have a cell phone at all with him, not so mm. much that it's been turned off or has died. Yeah. They issued another statement saying the sheriff's office requests property owners in the areas to check their cabins and properties for any possible signs of Teddy being present or passing through. Please check any game cameras or security cameras. We would also request all outdoor enthusiasts be vigilant while out in the wooded areas. We ask any citizens who have had friends or family in the area over the last week to please reach out and advise them of the search for Teddy and to contact us if they have seen him. So police have also said that there isn't any indication of foul play and they also think it is very unlikely that he was picked up from someone by someone. So if you look at kind of the map where he went missing, there's literally nothing around. It's like uh, fields, it looks like, like a very rural area. Um, If he was injured, you know, maybe he's covered with snow now based on the snowfall comments made by the police. Um, Yeah, it was like a a wildlife area, it says. So there's really, it's just green, the map. There's a few smallish kind of pond looking waterways. There's no big rivers um, and I would assume Mm -hmm. if there's that much snow the ponds would probably be iced over anyway yeah so yeah I had a look today there's nothing no updates for him it seems like he he has vanished in a wooden wooded area and based on the weather it doesn't seem like it will end well
0: that one reminds me of hmm, the other guy who crashed his car and has never been found which one's that one You know, (laughs) we did an episode on it. He crashed. It's been a while. He was like on a dirt road. He's coming home from college. I could like picture his face. Oh, Jason Landry. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I can never remember names. I don't know why. (laughs) I can describe them to you, but I can't remember names. (laughs) I'm bad at names in real life too, though. I forget people's names as soon as they say them to me gosh i know it's crazy so yeah so i mean the stories they're a little different but a lot of similarities as well just kind of like why does this happen to men more than women like i guess one thing we said was the cold seems like it could be a factor um because like you can only be exposed to the cold for so long whereas if it's a warmer place you could kind of wander around for much longer and i, I think i said this in the last time we recorded an episode about these types of cases was I feel like it happens to men more because women like our whole life we're told not to wander off alone and we're more scared of being like a victim of a crime basically that we don't really wander
1: off at night in the dark outside alone. Yeah and I think in the last episode too we mentioned a lot of the time when the men are found in water I really think it's because they have gone to pee near a river near a lake whatever and they fall in maybe not so much with these cases because um it could could even be the case with George Mussel like maybe he went somewhere to pee and you know got stuck and got cold and passed away but um I think I feel like that's why a lot of these type of cases are found in water just because men do that sometimes
0: yeah and I think guys don't really have a fear of walking off alone like girls always get made fun of because we when you're at the bar or stuff they go to the bathroom together and like, a girl would not be out walking around at 2 in the morning at night in the cold.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, just a weird thing, I guess. I don't know. A weird phenomenon. Just It seems like there's no ending sight. It's going to keep happening. Um, yeah, very unusual. Yeah, anytime we post a
0: story like this where, like, a guy goes missing, like, especially after a night out or anything, or he'd been drinking, everyone will message us and be like, is there water nearby? Because. Like, a lot of them end up in rivers or ponds or lakes, whatever. Yeah. All right. Anything else to say about them?
1: I don't think so. We'll keep you updated on what happens with these men. Um, If there's an update with Bryce or Teddy, we will keep you updated. All right. So now we're going to get into some updates that have happened
0: recently on cases that we've talked about before. The first one we're going to talk about is the Opalika Jane Doe. Hopefully that's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, if you don't remember that one off the top of your head, we talked about it in an episode. This was um a little black girl. She had like some sort of eye deformity and police found her deceased. But this one was weird because they were able to kind of track her down to like a little type of church school daycare type thing where the teachers remembered her and they actually had pictures of her. But, like, it wasn't a place where they had to give their names or anything, so they really had no record of her still. It's crazy. Um, Yeah. And so this was um, out of Alabama. On Thursday, January 19th, um, we actually ended up learning her identity finally. We did an episode on her on August 2022, and her remains were found in 2012. Here's a, a more detailed refresher that Olivia wrote down for us, Um, the medical examiner report stated that the remains were of a black female, likely between four to seven years of age, who became affectionately known to the community as baby Jane Doe. An autopsy was performed and notated fractures to her skull, arms, legs, shoulders, and ribs, totaling more than 50 individual fractures that were attributed to blunt force trauma. These injuries all had evidence of healing and occurred sometime prior to her death. In addition, the medical examiner suggested that Jane Doe may have been malnourished and blind in her left eye due to a fracture in her eye socket. Jane Doe's death was determined to be a homicide and believed to have happened sometime between the summer of 2010 and 2011. Um, So this info about how the discovery of the child's identity was made is from DNA Solves and says the Opelika Police Department had previously attempted to develop a DNA profile for Jane Doe. However, they were unsuccessful due to the condition of the remains. In January 2022, Opelika Jane Doe's remains were sent to Othram's laboratory in the Woodlands, Texas. Othram scientists successfully developed a DNA extract from the remains and built a comprehensive genealogical profile. Finally, Othram uploaded the profile to a genealogical database to enable a search for genetic relatives. For the genetic genealogy research, Opelika Police Department retained Barbara Ray Venter famed genetic genealogist, biologist, and retired patent attorney known for helping police investigators identify the Golden State Killer, Barbara and her team, Firebird Forensics Groups, produced investigative leads, which were returned to Opelika Police Department. There's so many crazy words. There was a lot of words in <laughs> <laughs> um, So in October 2022, Jane Doe's father was identified as 50-year-old Lamar Vickerstaff Jr., Mr. Vickerstaff was born and raised in Opelika, Alabama, before enlisting in the U.S. Navy during his lengthy Navy career. He resided in Norfolk, Virginia, Honolulu, Hawaii, and Jacksonville, Florida. In December of 2022, the Opelika detectives traveled to the Naval Station Mayport in Jacksonville, Florida, where Mr. Vickerstaff is currently stationed, to notify him of his daughter's death. During the meeting, Mr. Vickerstaff did not provide investigators with any information on the identity of Jane Doe. Detectives then met with Mr. Vickerstaff's wife named Ruth Vickerstaff, and she, Mrs. Vickerstaff, who has been married to Lamar since May of 2006, um, advised detectives she did not know his daughter or who may be the mother of Jane Doe. So Dr. Ray Venter was able to determine several possible matches for Jane Doe's mother. The detectives were able to narrow the results down to a woman residing in Maryland. So in December of 2022, detectives met with 37-year-old Sherry Wiggins, who confirmed she was the biological mother of Jane Doe. Miss Wiggins is a native of Norfolk, Virginia, and stated she gave birth to a baby named Amore Jovea. Named Amore Jovea Wiggins in January of 2006. Ms. Wiggins provided documentation showing that Lamar and Ruth Vickerstaff obtained legal and physical custody of her daughter in 2009, at which time her visitation with Amore was suspended. Ms. Wiggins also provided documents indicating that she has continuously paid child support to Lamar Vickerstaff since 2009. Follow up DNA testing at Atheram using Kin SMP familial relationship testing supported the parent child relationship of both Sherry Wiggins and Lamar Vickerstaff to the DNA profile that Atheram developed from the remains of the little girl. Detectives reached out to the school boards and pediatric clinics in several states where Lamar and Ruth Vickerstaff resided and determined that Amore was never enrolled in school, nor was she reported as a missing person. With this information, Opelika detectives met with Lee County District Attorney's Office to determine charges related to the death of Amore Wiggins. So on January 17th, 2023, Lamar and Ruth Vickerstaff were arrested in Jacksonville, Florida. Lamar Vickerstaff was charged with felony murder and Ruth was arrested for failure to report a missing child. They're currently being held at Jacksonville Sheriff's Office pending extradition to Lee County, Alabama. So that was a big update.
1: It was a huge update. I think we've, we've spoken in the past too is I, I think that more and more of these cases are going to be solved as they get funding. Like it just seems like every day there's a new dope case that's been solved. I feel like very soon there won't be any left. Um, just the DNA advances are insane. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's really cool how they can do that. I want like she was paying child support up to like current day is what they made it seem like.
1: Like I wonder what they told her like, did she ever ask to talk to the kid or? Here, I've got – there's an article that I, I've got it up and she speaks in it. Do me to read it out? Yeah. So the mother, Sherry, has now spoken to the media. Um, I also have questions like you do about why she didn't try and contact you know, the child. But she said, during the course of all this, I would still reach out. I would reach out via email over the years. They would block my email. I'd reach out through Facebook. They would say nasty and mean th- things to me. I called Lamar's number and he told me that if I called again, he would block me from his phone. I would continue to call. He blocked me. When I called from another number, he said, I'll block these numbers. I will call the police on you. And that's exactly what he did. She said she paid child support up until the end of 2022. Um, which yeah. I guess is kind of when she was contacted about this likely being her daughter. Um, she spoke about how she met Lamar. She said that they met when he was in the Navy. When she found out she was pregnant, she said she and Lamar were excited about the baby um, but that she lost custody of the baby due to some legal issues that she was dealing with. She said, at the time, I was making some bad decisions and some bad choices in my life where I did have some runnings with the law. She said that she was okay when Lamar got custody because she never thought that he or Ruth would harm the child. I wonder if she ever, like, saw the pictures or anything. Yeah. I guess she would never, surely. I don't know. Maybe because she hadn't seen the child for a long time. She maybe, I don't know, she didn't recognize the child. Maybe she never saw it. I would be interested to know if more comes out about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'd be fair to not recognize her. I'm
1: just wondering if she, like, ever saw it and, like, wondered. Yeah. I'll be interested to see what comes out. I'm glad that someone's finally been held accountable.
0: Yeah, definitely, because sometimes they, they, they can identify the victim, but then, like, where do you go from there with the cases that are so old? Well,
1: it's like the boy in the box case, too, now that everyone's essentially dead who hurt him or did things to him, so... Yeah. Yeah. So luckily, this one's not that old. Where the people are like still alive. No. And that poor child. Like I read in another article today, she had 15 broken bones, and she was obviously horrendously abused, and had a very, very sad end to her life. Terrible. All right, so the final case we're going to discuss today is the Jared Bridigan murder case. As Stephanie said earlier, he was gunned down in February 2022 after he stopped to move a tire that had been placed deliberately in the middle of the road. Our our episode for him is from August 2022. You should listen because there's a lot. We won't go into it here To make sure we don't double up but basically he had an ex-wife who hated him who had joked about killing him in the past the ex-wife family had a very hat still has a very rich family the ex-wife's new husband allegedly abused animals wasn't a nice person like there's a lot going on and we go into all that in the episode so check that out but On Wednesday, January 25, so just yesterday, Jacksonville police announced that they'd made an arrest in Jared's case. They charged 61-year-old Henry Tennant with conspiracy to commit murder, second-degree murder with a weapon, accessory after the fact to a capital felony and child abuse. Police said that Henry was charged with conspiracy to commit murder as they believe he didn't act alone, which is interesting.
2: After nearly a year-long investigation, authorities now say Henry Tenen is Bridegan's killer, charging him with second-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. We know Henry Tenen did not act alone. Authorities have not named any other suspects. With the spotlight now centered on Henry Tenen, his close friend and brief roommate Jerry Ordway tells ABC News,
1: Tenen spent years living in a house owned by Mario Fernandez, the
2: husband of Bridegan's ex-wife. Mario owns the house that we both had rented from him. The ATF and Jacksonville Beach police, you know, raided my house, took me downtown to interrogate me for hours. Who was Mario? What does he do? I'm like, he was my landlord, bro.
1: Mario Fernandez did not respond to multiple requests for comment. Shanna Gardner Fernandez denied having anything to do with her ex-husband's death in an
2: interview last summer.
1: Even though we didn't always get along, he was still the father of my kids. And they made a big deal about this arrest which I thought was kind of interesting you don't often see it. They're like it's coming this week, it's coming this week. They don't they don't usually Yeah, like they really do hyped that. it up. Yeah, and they like they held a press conference rather than just on the day saying there'll be an announcement today about the arrest. They did it for days before and there was articles about it. It was an unusual media strategy and I, I wonder why they did it that way. So, police haven't disclosed any further details about the alleged conspiracy and said that the authorities were sharing, quote, limited information and stealing his arrest affidavit and warrant for the next 30 days to protect the ongoing investigation. So, you may wonder if Henry was connected to Shanna and Mario, who is the ex-wife and the new husband. It's been revealed that he actually rented a property from Mario. Shanna has since moved across the country to Richland, Washington, and it has been reported that Mario didn't move with her, so I wonder if they're still together, if he stayed behind for another reason. Anyway, she she is apparently there with the two kids that she had with Jared alone. The house that she's living in was allegedly purchased by Whitesand LLC for $1 million, and that LLC can be traced back to her parents in Utah, apparently. So they've bought her a million-dollar house. I think it's a six-bedroom house in Richland. So, yeah, it's an interesting update. The police have been very vocal in saying they absolutely think there are more people involved and it will be interesting to see who those that person or those people are.
0: Yeah, so basically everyone has always kind of suspected that Shana, the ex-wife, or her husband Mario were somehow involved in this. So everyone's already assuming that this guy was like a hitman or something because they made it very clear to think more people are involved And this guy, like, lived at one of their houses or something. And, I mean, what would his motive be otherwise? Because what happened to Jared, it was, like, clearly a trap set up for him, knowing, like, where he goes. It wasn't random. So it's, like, clearly had to be something from someone who knows him, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I I'll be interested. I think my I, like I don't know. My personal theory is Mario one hundred percent knew what was going on. I feel like surely Shanna did too. That's why she's left. Or if she didn't, which I find very highly unlikely, that's why she's left. She wants to distance herself from um, Mario. The situation because she knows this is coming. Like obviously they've known. If she, I, I believe she moved, if I'm in September last year, that was when the house was purchased. Hmm. So there, it's been reported in the media that Shanna has a very close friend in Richland, Washington. It's a lady called Marla. We're not insinuating that Marla's involved, but we think that Shanna may have moved close to Marla in Richland. Marla actually made a post online in October, so this indicates that Shanna was there by then. It said, my friend is new to the area and looking for recommendations. An amazing child or adolescent therapist that specialises or works closely with patients with PTSD. An amazing child or adolescent therapist that specialises with patients struggling with grief. A family asthma and allergy specialist. The best child or adolescent psychiatrist. Thanks in advance. So that is very clearly probably about the boy and girl twins that Shanna and Jared had. Um, yeah, because one of them
0: had a breathing machine, which was something that they fought over. So yeah, and then she, speci- to the asthma.
1: she specifies that the the person who deals with grief should be female and that the other one should be male, so I'm assuming one for each child. Um, so yeah, that, She's been there since October. I'm surprised they managed to keep it quiet as long as they did. We only found out this week essentially publicly that she'd moved. Um yeah. But anyway, it'll be interesting. And it sounds like if they're sealing it for 30 days, they're pretty confident that maybe something will happen in the next month with whoever else is involved.
0: When you were talking about like how the media, how they hyped up this press conference basically for days, like letting us know that something was coming. Yeah. I wonder if they did that as like a strategy to kind of – They were probably watching yeah. Shana and Mario to see if they panicked and like did anything so. See stupid. if anyone made
1: any movement or anything like that. Yeah, that would be my guess because yeah. they really did, like, hype it up for, like, two days. Yeah, and there's the Instagram justice for Jared. They were pretty quiet about it until right up mm-hmm. until it was confirmed that something was actually going to happen. Um, So, yeah, I, do, I, I find the tactic and the, you know, strategy interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm interested into how they connected this guy to it too.
1: They mm. didn't say that, right? No, not that I've seen. And I guess that's why it's sealed so that they can um, – And he was – already in jail for crime
0: like since august or something because he was like pulled over and had a weapon he was a felon already not allowed to have a weapon type situation yeah so he's already been in jail for a while so i think that is about it all right so that is it for this episode hope you all found it interesting you can find all the information on the cases on our blog at truecrimesocietyblog.com Um, Follow us on Instagram. That's where we're always posting the recent updates and everything going on. Our username is True Crime Society. You follow our personal accounts. Mine is StephSum underscore and Olivia's is TCS Olivia. And rate and review and subscribe and do all those things. Big help to us. When you guys share the podcast, it's a big help to us as well. So please keep doing all that and check out any of our sponsors for the episodes, the Um, links and everything and codes are always in the episode notes so if you ever forget you could check there but that's it thank you guys for listening and stay safe look out for your drunk friends please yeah (laughs) Um, talk to you guys next time peace out see ya